Hi, I'm Chris Spizak, and this is the Words You Should Know podcast. A few stolen minutes out of your day to talk words and communication, because our daily lives are surrounded by the evolution of and the influence of words. Forget the grammar police. There is so much more to this conversation. And as a reminder, a free download of fiction editing cheat sheets, family story writing references, and business communication tips are available on my website, getagripponyourgrammar.com. Welcome to episode number 43, where we'll talk about the specific dog connected with the dog days of summer or the specific mythological dog. Is a summer vacation on your mind? Well, no matter your answer, today's episode can take you there. But first, here's the latest in word, language, and writing news. Today, we're not going into brain science, animal science, or technology, but we're revisiting the niche of discovered words. Specifically, have you heard that a grad student at Oxford University doing archival research in the Yale Brenecke Library of Rare Books and Manuscripts in New Haven uncovered long-lost poetry of William Carlos Williams. It was written on old prescription pads that the poet used for notes and collecting his ideas. And William Carlos Williams is the modernist poet of the Red Wheelbarrow, if that's helpful for you in placing him. Just imagine coming across this find. A similar reemergence of some other poets is worth mentioning here as well. When you think of the late Middle Ages, you might think of religious works being the major force in the literary world. However, a team of academics has recently revived the names and influence of early Italian vernacular poets. As in the poets using the language of every day, the poets using common speech of the time. These poets weren't just influences in their day, but they were also major influences on the artists of the later Renaissance. Now, all of this comes from references about a long-lost manuscript that was a treasure passed between Italian nobility of the 1400s and 1500s. Their letters, as well as partial copies and excerpts of the original manuscript, which was lost sometime in the 16th century, brought the importance of these little-known poets to the forefront, including contemporaries of Dante, the author of the Divine Comedy, which is largely considered one of the greatest literary works of Italian history. And side note, as you're probably guessing, Dante did not write in everyday common speech that you'd hear around his neighborhood. But Dante, as a writer, was not on an island, and getting to know his poetic peers is fascinating, no? And lastly, in other medieval manuscript news, there's also a breaking story of a wife swap captured in illustrations in one illuminated manuscript, where a husband literally painted over a depiction of his first wife who had died to personalize the book for his second wife. Seriously. Yep, I mean, dude, come on! Yes, I suppose this news story is starting to stray out of our topic of language and into the artistic, but thank you, modern infrared technology. More links, as always, are in my show notes. But let's get to the heart of today's episode, or maybe I should say to the heat of it. It may not quite be summer while I'm recording this, but it's definitely starting to feel very close, at least here in Virginia. And this brings to mind a common phrase that you might not know the true origin of the dog days of summer. 
What comes to mind? A tired, hot doggo resting its snoot in its paws? Or tongue panting, too exhausted to do anything because of the heat? Right, so so many of our minds go there. But if this is what you're thinking when you think of the dog days, you might have another thing coming. The dog days of summer are ancient, long before the invention of ice cubes for your lemonade or sprinklers that you could play in. This expression actually refers to Canis Major, a canine constellation. Sirius, the star also named the dog star, and famous for being the brightest star in the sky, is Canis Major's nose. And this star and its connected constellation rise in the sky with very specific position starting in late July in the Northern Hemisphere, just as the heat of summer intensifies to its peak. Canis Major was known as Orion the Hunter's dog, and in the sky not only is he with Orion, but he also seems to be chasing another constellation, Lupus, a hare. As far back as the writing of the epic poem The Iliad, Sirius is also referred to as Orion's dog, and this star is an omen of heat of many kinds, including anger and violence. There's an ancient scientific theory that because the dog star Sirius appears to rise in the sky just before the sun at this time of year, its proximity to the sun allowed its own brightness to intensify the heat of the day. Of course, as we now know, that's not how seasonal heat works, but the name stuck nonetheless. The dog days after that darn dog star that heats things up. Now the phrase, the dog days, was translated from Latin into English about 500 years ago, and it's been an expression that has some staying power, even if we don't always make the correct connection with it. So that's where the dog days of summer come from. Though all of the panting dogs out there certainly feel it too, I hear you. And since we're talking summertime and stars, did you know that the word solstice comes from the Latin word for sun plus the Latin word for standing still? Because it's at the summer and winter solstice that the timing of sunrise and sunset almost seems to freeze in time for a few days, getting barely earlier or later, depending on the season, reaching the peak and then going the opposite direction, the sun standing still. Well, almost. Scientific precision isn't always captured in language, but the evolution of scientific thought sometimes is. And how cool is that? In Latin, it was solstitium. Middle English speakers made their tweaks, and thus we've had solstice since the 1200s. All this talk about Latin, is it revving you up for an awesome summer? Okay, baby, maybe not. But whether you have man's best friend or not, here's hoping the dog days treat you well. Now, if you need a break from all of the summertime talk, let's talk ice for today's language challenge. Think about the chilly Arctic. Icebergs, snow, glaciers, and specifically ice flows. An iceberg, as you know, is much like a mountain, but an ice flow is a flat piece of ice floating along in the chilly water. But how do you spell ice flow? Ice flow. Think you've got it? The answers, as always, can be found on my website at getagripponyourgrammar.com. And lastly, this episode's personal update is more of an update about the show than my own work. This will be our last episode for a couple of months, as we'll be taking a much-needed summer break. But the Words You Should Know podcast won't just be going away. I've planned a summer series of popular old episodes that will be revived as encores, as well as showcases of past Story Stop Tour events of recent months. So I'll have plenty to keep sharing until new episodes resume in September. 
And as I'm taking a pause to shape our next new episodes, definitely let me know what you like, what you're interested in, and what you're not interested in so I can make sure to continue this podcast in a way that you will enjoy. Take care, folks. May your words treat you well. Are you curious or confused about the words you use every day? For more information on language news, trivia tips, and explorations, I invite you to sign up for my monthly newsletter at getagripponyourgrammar.com. That's also a great place for free downloads and to learn more about my books, Get a Grip on Your Grammar, the Novel Editing Workbook, and the Family Story Workbook. Thank you so much to those of you who have taken the time to review or rate this podcast. And if you haven't, why don't you just head over to wherever you listen and do so. I am so grateful for it. And as always, I invite you to share your latest writing updates or insights with me. I love hearing from you. Again, you can connect at getagripponyourgrammar.com. Until next time. Words. Language. Communication. We've got this.